And here we are, episode 32. Goodness gracious, we're just moving right along. This is Pastor Miles and Pastor Mark with the Questions Podcast, where you get your spiritual minty freshness and your cold-blooded love. All of the cold-blooded love. One could handle, or two could handle, really. How much cold-blooded love can a person handle? That old bucket of cold-blooded love. We're selling it by the pound. Oh my goodness. Boudreaux's here, too. He's ready. He's... Uh, Boudreaux, I, I talked to him earlier. Hey, I don't know if the world can handle Boudreaux. Boudreaux was fired up this morning. I don't know if the world can handle Boudreaux. I can hardly handle Boudreaux. I'm telling you right now, Boudreaux. He, How many personalities you got? He's a fact of life. Oh, many. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've only met Boudreaux. <laughs> oh, man. You know, maybe episode Who's 34. Who's the next one? Who's the next one you're going to bring oh, up? Oh, I tell you what. Man. So uh, we were just looking for news stories. You say you got a news story. I didn't, I didn't have one today. I. So... Maybe, Boudreaux, you want to handle this? No, I think I think Mark Childers should handle this. Police was called to a oh, California no. home. California, they're crazy in California. Everything going on in California no, no, no. is crazy. Most of the stuff happens in Florida. That's crazy. Oh, Florida, California, like take one in Florida and they put the icing on it. Anyway, anyways, the couple had themselves a problem. Oh no, big problem, big marital problem. They had themselves. They called a polecat out here to mountain lion. They had a mountain lion in their bathroom. Whoa. Are you serious? I wonder what that smelled like. Where was this at? Like a poopery. The, the mountain lion came in their bathroom? Well, here. Hang on, Blue. Let me take this. Okay. Are you for reals? So Edward and Kathy Sudeth of Sonora heard a loud slam, and they were soon met by the big cat, which they think must have been chasing a neighbor's pet. Came through the dog door? Uh, no, they had left the front door open. You know, oh, it's been hot, yeah. and uh, so... The mountain lion, um, it says, his tail was pretty close to me, so I just twipped it a little bit. So the tail, he hit the tail of the kitty, the big kitty, mountain lion, and he's 84. So, you know, Ed, he's probably seen a thing or two. Mm. And so he didn't lose his mind. Uh, So uh, evidently the couple made a noise, and the animal ran away. What sort of noise does an 84-year-old make that scares a hey, mountain lion? Hey, get out of here. Hey. Kitty, kitty. <laughs> hey, look at that at dinner right there. Hey, kitty, kitty. So uh, anyway, they it ran into the bathroom, and they locked it in the bathroom. Man, oh, man. And there's a picture of the cat in the bathroom. I saw that picture there. And it, it's just sitting there like it's a big chilling. kitty. Yeah. That's not a very big mountain lion. No, I mean, it was big enough. Yeah. Well, so they, they um, fish and game evidently uh, broke uh, the um, window. Mm. Get a little tranquilizer. And no, and they the, the the kitty done went out the window. Oh yeah, they kind of jumped, so they, they jumped. didn't see him again. Well, there you uh, go. It did say the Department of Fish and Wildlife uh, deputies broke the bathroom window and coaxed the mountain lion. Coaxed, coaxed it, lion. Here, kitty, kitty, they kitty. They used a big old piece <laughs> of steak. I guarantee you, Here, that's kitty, their kitty, idea kitty. of coke. Uh, coaxed. And uh, he said, though, they did give the cat a stern warning about the break-in before being released. Uh, the county sheriff's office joked on Facebook. Mm. So mm. The county sheriff's office should not have a Facebook account. Gosh, you never want to be on the Facebook page of the county sheriff. So anyway, that was, yeah, that was something. Wow. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. You think all that? Yeah. We have some cat fans out there. Yeah, absolutely. So... We uh we had cats for a little while. 
Yeah. And then we found out our most of our children are like very badly allergic to them. So, we have a cat. So the kitty cats had to go. I said to Andrea, I said, well, maybe the kids have to go. She said, no, let's Did, get rid of the kitty cats. Oh, well, you know, hard for the cat. I didn't really say that. I know you didn't. Come on. Cat to take care of you in your old age. You need I kids. Did, yeah, I did not say that. I would not say so that. So, of all your kids. Yeah. Are you really going to go there? Well, I don't know what you're going to do. You think I'm, I don't uh, know what you're going to ask. I mean, uh, Please, go uh, ahead. Should I get ask. a rock? No, 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 no. Go no, to no. the profit test? Come on. Of, of all, all my your kids, kids yeah. what do you think the one that's most likely to be there for you, take care of you in your old age? Evangeline. Tender hearted. Evangeline. Yeah? I think so. She's very motherly. Yeah, she yeah. likes to take care of people. She does. She loves to take care of people. Hmm. Addison too, but Evangeline big time. She's she's definitely a a taker carer of person. That's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. good to have one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So cool. So anything else going good going on? Well, didn't you have any big news stories? I mean, I you know, I don't got nothing. I got nothing. No. Mm-mm. No, but you know what? Life is good. Weather is uh, changing. It's not oh, quite as hot. Oh, glorious. I got my, uh, my updated bill from SDG&E. Actually, first they sent me another one of those menacing August letters that says you are almost four times over your reduced rationed amount of electricity you're allowed to use in the Republic of California. Really? What did you tell them? Well, when I opened it and took it out, I, it was all in Spanish. Oh, okay. going, I don't read Spanish. And then I realized that on the back is English. So then I, I was like, oh, I, w- I should have just pretended like I read Spanish. And then it wouldn't be so bummed. See, you have la Espanol. Was guys. it a big bill? Well, see, you know, I got the solar panels. <laughs> the solar panels? I got the solar panels. <laughs> that, that's like you picked up a disease. What, well, it kind of feels that of, way. Oh, well, Miles. When I, he, when I bought the he, house. He got a bad case of... Yeah. The solar panels. Yeah, when I bought yes. the house, there were solar yes. panels. Oh, the shed. So I got, I got the solar panels. <laughs> they're and like, apparently... They're like know? shingles. We were talking about Louisiana earlier. Did that, like... Yeah. That, that messed you up. Sorry. So, so anyways, I expected that this would significantly help my electricity problem, the solar panels. Mm-hmm. But what this does is you still use SDG&E power occasionally when you, when you use more than you produce, which is like... At my house all the time. And well, then, you actually have people in your house. I do, and I'm, we have we have a pool pump, and we have two air conditioner units, and you know, gosh, it's crazy. Anyway, so at the end of the year, you have to pay SDG&E for the balance of your power. The catch up. They call it the true up. Oh, true up. Not okay. catch up. True up. Okay, true up. True that. So, last year, they fined me like like for serious fine. Really? Because I used way too much energy, apparently. And uh, so my bill, January, last year, this year, well, I had to pay it this year, January, $2,500. Holy smokes. My bill so far that will have to be paid in January is $955. Better than it was this time last year. We're going to have to, like, start a telephone or something. Man, I just, yeah. Do you think we can bring, do you know who Jerry Lewis is? I know the name. He used to do telethons. Yeah. Did we he? Could, we could do, well, he did it for kids who had, you know, diseases and whatnot. 
and we'll Forget just muscular do, dystrophy you know, anymore. You just do a GoFundMe account. Yeah, you can do okay. a GoFundMe. That's what for I'll miles. do. I'll tell everybody. Listen, I'm doing a GoFundMe account because my power bill is too high because I have first world problems and I run my air conditioner. Can we on. put you out there in a lounge, a chaise lounge, floating on the pool with a, like a mai tai or something? No, I was thinking of like miles. Sitting, sitting outside with sweat dripping down my face. That would be even better. I'm so hot. Oh, well, I have that picture of me supposedly in another 30 years. Oh, yeah, we took those pictures. I think those I'm were... going to do a sign with that picture Ooh. on there and ask for money for plastic those surgery. Those pictures were frightening. They were scary. Yeah. I looked old, and I looked like my family. So, well, that's no, probably it did a good job of, to me. of uh that's going to happen making to me. time pass. Yeah. They yeah. I ride mountain bikes. I have I seen the future and it is frightening. That's scary. I don't like it. Nope. Artificial intelligence shows us the future. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Mm, please, quickly. quickly, quickly. Revelation wow. 22. Anyways, Did you get a letter from SDG&E that says, oh, you're using so much more than all your neighbors? That, that's what I, yeah, that's what I was talking yeah. about. The one that was in Every Spanish. Every one of my neighbors. They all got the same letter? Yeah. So who's the real culprit? I, there's probably some knucklehead down the street. The probably, guy with the antenna. Probably got one LED light, no. and he's probably there in his whole house, and he's never there. That's probably it. The guy down the street with the ham radio antenna that's 196 feet tall. Yeah, that's there's something sketchy going on on that property. His name's Paul. I know him. I met really? him before. Yeah. He's got all these antennas and he's got bunkers in the I, back. His house is like totally a bunker. And then it's got razor wire. On I'm the pretty fence. sure that he lives like about 40 feet underneath his house. His house is just there for a sham. It's, it's like just Stranger Things. It's probably a missile silo. Yeah, or something. he he's an interesting character. If I was a kid, he's probably super nice. He probably listens to the podcast. Well, mm, I mean, never mind. No, he I know where he works. HP. Yep. Yeah. I know where he parks his car. Yeah. I seen him coming yeah. out over there in uh, Rancho Bernardo. There you go. When I used to drive to Maranatha Christian School. Yeah. Well, when I, when I was a kid, like a 10-year-old kid, I'd be totally peeking over that guy's fence to see if he's doing experiments or something. That would have been I talked legend. to him when I was a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. Because I, you know, my parents live right down the street yeah. from you. Uh, yeah. I, I met him when I was probably about 10. He was a super nice guy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He was a little awkward, kind of like like Ted Kaczynski awkward. Like super smart? Yeah, a little socially awkward. You ever read Kaczynski's Diagnosis? You know, the last time you asked me that, I went and I started reading part of it. It's long. I was like, I don't have time for this. But yeah, it's it's fascinating. But did you ever hear his diagnosis of why oh, his, he was nuts? His diagnosis? What's wrong with him? Artif- they said excessive intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. There's That's such a thing. A thing. There is, that is a thing. I didn't know. I mean, I've no, I don't, you know I don't feel what? like I'm approaching that anytime we soon. We're good. don't have that. Another disease I'll never get. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Like I said, any disease that's got a name on it. Those are a, already taken. Those are serious. Though. Lou Gehrig's already taken. Uh, Hodgkin's? Non-Hodgkin's. Non-Hodgkin's. Yeah. Who How names about, their kid non? I don't know. Man. Uh, Braxton Hicks? <laughs> That's one. I mean, I don't know those two guys, but that sounds serious. Oh, goodness. I'm pretty sure I'm never going to get those. Yeah, if you get Braxton Hicks, we got a serious problem. You know what? Actually, (laughs) I've got four kids. I know what those are. Yeah. So I had a guy bring me two tamales today. Yeah. And um, they give you some contractions? No. Well, (laughs) not yet. But he he goes, hey, dude, I'm... I'm, uh, I got brought you a couple tamales. Like, where'd you get these? <coughs> he goes, oh, I was in the parking lot of a Home Depot in L.A. And a guy was selling tamales. Out so of his 
like the trunk of his car. Of I got course. Tamales, tamales. Yeah. So um, he, he bought a couple extra for me and I ate them. And so. Was this a person that you like knew really well? Uh, pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, they didn't I figured. just show up and be like, the hey, tamales to bless look, you. The, t- the tamales look pretty legit. They they were they were South America tamales for yeah, sure. Yeah, they were legit and they tasted legit. Like so. not maybe partially Central American. Yeah. They were, well, they were the banana leaf ones. Yeah, the banana leaf oh, with the yeah, white they masa. Really good. And they were good. So they looked good. I would have shared them, but I figured you're on a meat diet. You were eating meat anyway. I, so I did. I ate taco meat today. Oh, man. You're so healthy. I like my taco meat diet. Well, you got your blood work. I you're got my good. blood work. Lipids are good. You're like Rocky Balboa of lipids. Lipid, yeah. lipid good. good. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Cholesterol is perfect. Well, you know what's scary? My last test with all the biking and yeah. all that, Yeah. my last blood test was better than when I was in my 30s and 40s. My I, blood pressure was, was 117 over 79. I was like super lipid. My wife told me that is spectacular. There you go. So I'm doing pretty I just good. look unhealthy. No, you look spectacular. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. So You know, anyway. if we lived like... 400 years ago, looking the way that we look, they'd say, those are the healthy, rich people. They they would. Yeah. Uh, they would. Because they now didn't they just have food healthy. hanging out like they do now. No. No. Mm-mm. So we got... we got um, Some questions. Yeah. Well, it is called The Questions, the questions Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. So, um, so let's, let's just jump right to it now jump that we've right been talking it? for 15 minutes. Here we go. 25 minutes. Oh, really? Well, no, no. I started the, no, no. We'll, we'll cut the beginning part. That was the good stuff before the... Right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, number one, what did Jesus mean when speaking about parables in Mark 4, 11 through 12? And we should probably read those, right? Um, he, did he not one? want the masses to understand his words? Question mark. Mark four eleven, you said? Four one one. The information. Informationis. He said to them, his disciples, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that and now he's quoting from Isaiah six, seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins should be forgiven them. I could see how you could read that and think, oh, he's trying to hide stuff. Mm. Context is important. Mm. Context is important. Yeah. Jesus' parable ministry in the Gospel of Matthew began in Matthew 13, and at the end of Matthew 13, he says, all these things, or Matthew writes, all these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable, he did not speak to the multitude, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by the prophet from Psalm 78, verse 2, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. So, the parables are intended by God to reveal to us the secrets, if you will, of the kingdom of God. Explanations. The mysteries of the kingdom of God. Yes. And um, and so Jesus spoke in parables to the to the um, the multitudes. Seeing the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he speaks to them in parables. And the parables are stories that have a deep spiritual meaning behind them, although at face value, they might just appear like Jesus is talking about farming or wheat and tares and all that kind of pearls of great price and stuff like that. Coins, but yeah. underneath the surface, there's some deep mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. 
So the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, they're not spoken in parables so that people can't understand or know them. They're actually spoken in parables so that Jesus can reveal them, but he reveals those things to those who come and inquire and ask the question. Right. What did you mean by that? Which is exactly, I think, how some of Jesus' disciples became disciples. They came to him and said, hey, what was meant by that story you were telling about earlier? Because we think that perhaps you weren't just talking about seeds and soil. There's something a little bit more going on here, people. And every time they came and asked him questions, he said, let me tell you what that parable means. And then he would go on to explain it. So I think that the parables are, uh, you know, important spiritual truths, the, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven that are meant to be revealed, but they are revealed to those who uh, seek out a meaning from the Lord. Like, Lord, tell us what this means. And he will tell you. Right. So they were kind of meant to attract right. and intrigue and bring people into the fold because uh, they wanted, spiritually, they wanted an explanation for this. They knew something more was going on there. Right. I think so. And he talked about things they knew about. <clears throat> right. He's speaking in language that they can comprehend. They were farmers and herdsmen and fishermen, and he speaks about things like that. Yeah. You know, I think when I think of parables, I also think of the uh, little confrontation that David had with Nathan the prophet, mm. where Nathan gives this little parable story. Nathan busted out some hard truth in a parable. Yeah, but he did it in a parable, and, yeah. did, in, and David totally took the bait. Took the bait. And so was, you are that man. Was he trolling David? He, David got trolled. Totally. By the prophet. Epic, that could be a rap song. Epic David troll. got trolled. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, by man. the prophet. Yeah. Good job, DJ I like it. Fresh Mark. Marky Mark. No, Marky that's been Mark. taken. That has been taken. Wow. Hey, where's your hat? I got you that sweet hat it's the other next day. Door. I can't wear it indoors. Oh, okay. You're going to wear the hat? Make and mark great oh, yeah. again? I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm taking it as a personal challenge. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I was stoked about that hat. I like that hat. Oh, that was great. For those of you that do not follow Mark on Instagram, which, which you should. I think they should. At Doc Total on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I got Mark a hat, a red hat. With white writing. It, it looks says, like another red hat that's been made popular. That's right. It says, make Mark great again. Yep. I don't mean, I don't know what he meant by that, but I'm just going. I just saw the hat and I was like, Mark needs to have that hat. Oh, yeah. His I name is Mark. Mark needs to be making. It makes to be great again. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> so you were never not great. Just more humble. Sure. Sure. Okay. So those are meant to bring understanding. Stir inquisition. Right. Question. Now. Yes. A little point about the parables. Point about the parables. Um, not good to try to form doctrine uh, from yeah, the parables. Yeah. For our little for our Bible students out there, I think it's an important point to make because people try to form doctrine over parables and that's not what they're there for. Yeah, one of the important ways of interpreting the scripture is understanding the genre of scripture that you're reading. So sometimes you're reading narrative, sometimes you're reading parables, sometimes you're reading allegory, and it's important to understand what those are and then recognize that there's certain passages of scripture that maybe are not the best for creating doctrine from, and parables fall into that category. Or at least you need to only use the parable as an illustration of a doctrine, but not the basis for a doctrine. Right. Right. So it's not where we pull our doctrine from. True. And obviously there's harmony in the Gospels, and so um, you know, many times they'll agree with a principle, hmm. but you shouldn't form the principle or the doctrine from that directly. What I was Good call, say. Mark. Just thought I'd throw that out. My Make handy doctrinal hint from the day. I like that. Yeah, so I take it. A little bit of freshness there. Numero dos. Okay. In regards to the unpardonable sin in Mark 3, 28 and 29, what constitutes unforgivable blasphemy and just regular blasphemy? Mm. 
What would that look like? Could an unclean spirit be redeemed and born again? Ooh, there's a second part to that question. That's a, that's a dose-dose question. There's an A and a B. Assuredly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Woe unto you, eternal condemnation. Is that another personality? Ooh, wascally Pharisees. Pastor Fudd, children so good to of see the you. wild. So good to see you, Pastor Fudd. Yes. Um, so we, we did we did talk briefly about this a couple of Sundays ago. I just I hear that word blasphemy and I think of Elmer Fudd just hmm. letting that go. Yeah. Blasphemy. The visions you have. Are yes, good stuff. Amazing. Uh, so we did we did talk about this maybe two three weeks ago as we're going through First I John. I think back we then. did. We did blasphemies of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, it is my professional opinion that the helped by many other professional opinion type people. Yeah, that the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is to reject the work of Jesus Christ as revealed to us by the Holy Spirit through the gospel. To reject the salvation that is offered Jesus, that's the only unforgivable sin. All other sins can be forgiven, except for that one. So, let's see, what was the question here? In regards to the unpardonable sin, what constitutes unforgivable blasphemy? So I think that answers that. Boudreaux, say you got to walk over Jesus' dead and resurrected body, forgiveness, to commit that sin. Mm. That blasphemy. Can an unclean spirit be redeemed and born again, Mark? Unclean spirit? What are we talking about here? Fallen angels, demons. Born again. I don't know. I don't think so. No, they're not people. Yeah, the Bible they're does demons. not. The Bible does not in any way speak about any sort of redemption, redemptive work for devils. No, they're just demons. They're bad. Yeah. They made their choice. And fascinatingly, each time that demons came in contact with Jesus. In the Gospels, they knew exactly who he was, that he is the Son of God. And yep. uh, they they did not want to... Uh, they didn't mess they with didn't, Jesus, They didn't did show they? any desire for repentance. No, they did not. They believe in God and tremble, but they are unwilling to repent. And there doesn't appear to be any sort of redemption available to demons. And I can make a pretty good point that they recognize Jesus' authority fully. Right. And they still didn't repent. Right. So there must not be any path for repentance. No, they just wanted to go into the pigs. Ooh. Devil ham. You knew that was coming. Oh, man. Terrible. Yeah. I think that answers number two. Yeah, I think that answers number two quite well. We're cruising right along. Maybe yeah, we'll get man. through all 37 questions wow. we have today. Like lightning. Mm. I'm here with Lightning to Benedictus. Mm. That could be your new name. Nope. When you're running. Nope. nope. I don't run that fast. No? Mm-mm. Okay. So they can't be born again. There's nope. no hope for them. I don't think Done. so. Done. Unpardonable. Yes. And, but they did want to know what's regular old blasphemy. Regular run-of-the-mill blasphemy. Any sort of sin? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Things they speak That's blasphemies. That's the thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, speaking blasphemy. Yeah, so. speaking against. Yeah. Yeah. The word so, yeah. Anyway, got a few of those guys out there. Okay. What does... I know we've answered this question before. This is a very hard one. Uh, what does the Bible say about suicide? Are people who take their own life able to get into heaven? Thinking about... Jared Wilson of Harvest Church. That's a sad one. Yeah, that is a sad one. So uh, was it about a, 10 days ago, maybe? Yeah. Um, a pastor, an associate pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship, Greg Laurie, uh, took his own life. And uh, 
I, you know, I, I talked with a number of pastors in the last couple of weeks. This really rocked a number of people. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. It is sure. a big deal. Yeah, yeah it's a, you know a somewhat in a certain community, it's a somewhat high-profile suicide. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people die by suicide annually here in the United States, and uh, pretty sad. But what does the Bible say about suicide? Every time this question does come up, because this has come up before, yeah, it has a couple times. Yeah, anytime this question comes up, you kind of want to make the the preface, the caveat, like, hey. Um, it, it concerns us sometimes when people ask this question because we want to say, hey, if you're in any way thinking about harming yourself, then we want you to reach out and seek some help. And there are people that would be willing to pray with you and walk with you through that and therapists and psychologists that would be very helpful in that situation. But as it relates to the theological question, so the Catholic Church has two categories of sins, mortal sins and venial sins. I know. Busting out the... Venial. Venial. And mortal sins... Sins of the veins? No. Mm, yeah. Mm-mm. No? Okay. Mortal sins are those ones that imperil your soul. And uh, not so good. No. Venial sins are less serious breaches of God's law. Um, so according to the Catholic Church, Roman Catholic Church, uh, suicide is considered a mortal sin. Ooh. And um, so this is why people ask the question sometimes about... You know, is this the unforgivable? Because this kind of goes in line with question number two. Uh, But Protestants, I can't think of any Protestant, you know, this is post-Reformation Protestant Christian. We are Protestant Christians. I can't think of any Protestant church that is taught that there's a difference between suicide and other sins. However, this does acknowledge that suicide, I, I think, is against God's desire, plan, will, command. So you you could say, yeah, it's a sin. Uh, would I say that's a mortal sin and that's unforgivable? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, but I do think that it's worth recognizing that God is the creator of life. And I think the last time we talked about this, you made the point that, you know, he's the he's the judge on who gets to determine when that life ends and not us. Exactly. That's not in our realm. That's above our pay grade, as it's been said. Yeah. Uh, he's in charge of all that. And yes. so I think to make that judgment is to try to jump in, be God. Mm. And man, I just would not take that risk. Yeah, I don't I, think I, I, you or I or any other human would play the God role very well. No, I'd be horrible. I'd have a smite button for sure. Oh, yeah. In my car. Yep. So, yeah, that would be horrible. I'd mm-hmm. be bad. At, I'm not, I would not be good at the God thing. So, good. Yes. Yes. So, don't do it. It's, it now, this could be... Now, let's go back to one of our things. A lot of times, this is a question about somebody. Right. Um who somebody knows. Like typically when we get the transgender question or the homosexual question, it's somebody has a cousin or a son or a brother or a sister or something that's going through this. So uh, the root of that question. So, you know, but yeah. So I guess what they're asking is, do you think that Jared's with Jesus? I do think he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, man, don't do it. What's what's really devastating in a situation like this, especially, is um, that you have this guy who um, left his wife as a widow and two very small young kids. I want to say they're probably under six, right. two kids, as orphans, and uh, really sad situation that didn't need to happen. Right. And the I, shrapnel, I get it. the shrapnel from suicide is horrible. That was the first memorial I ever did was a suicide, and I got to yeah, I remember you saying that shrapnel from that just emotionally to everybody 
around you uh, is it's a it's a very selfish act. Yeah. And, so on uh, this yeah. point, like kind of answering the question about, you know, is such a person who commits suicide in heaven? There, there's one notable, probably the most notable suicide of the Bible that comes to mind is Samson. Right. That at the end of Samson's life in the book of Judges, he he effectively takes his own life. And obviously he, he ends up taking the lives of a lot of Philistines as well, but he he takes his own life. And so you could effectively call what he did a, a, a suicide. And then he's mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 as the hall of faith. And so in that situation, you kind of go, well, you know, maybe it's not the mortal sin that the Catholic Church would call it. Right. right yeah. Right. So I feel like we answered that. Yeah. And on, but on the Jared Wilson thing, too, you know, it, it, it is a really devastating situation. I mean, he, from what I know, and I didn't know him, but I know a number of people who did. He had struggled with some some mental health issues, and he was seeking help. He was seeking to get help for those things, and um, obviously, at a moment of being very down and a moment of what we may call weakness, he made a decision that um, has huge lasting impact on everybody around. And that's the thing about suicide that's such a challenge. Is it's like I've heard it said before, and I think it's a great illustration. It's like dropping a great grenade in the middle of your family's living room, right? Because just the shrapnel hits everybody. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's everybody feels responsible partly right so uh don't do it devastating all right number four this is the all-important question of the day where can i get a cross connection bumper slash window sticker this is not a question we planted someone actually sent this in i was very very well you can contact any member of our staff yes and we have them at the connection point we have them at the connection point on sundays and we also have uh, license, plate, license plate, license plate holder frames. frames. Yeah. yeah. So our good friend Ray Bentley down at uh, <laughs> Maranatha Chapel, he sported one for a long time. Yeah. So we were. <laughs> he just didn't realize we it. were down there visiting Ray to see how he was doing, and somebody thought it somebody would be funny. Somebody had put a goofy sticker on my car to put a Maranatha. No, well, it wasn't goofy. It was a Maranatha. Well, it Chapel wasn't even sticker. a sticker though. They didn't even stick it to my car. They just taped it to my car. Yeah. I mean, it was lame. Yeah. If you're gonna be a prankster, go yeah, all the way. Come on. So. Um, they, uh, something going on outside? Well, well, so, you know, people all day long turn around in our parking lot across the street. Yeah. But we got that big gate that you yeah. put in in the parking lot across the street. This guy was coming in hot. I mean, he was <laughs> put going down the hook, way Deuce. Yeah. I thought for sure he was going to ram right into our thing. So I was like, whoa, goodness, slow down, yeah, man. You better not take that out little, my gate. That little Hyundai needs to slow down. Oh, man. Sorry. So, um, uh, Ray Bentley, Maranatha Chapel. Yeah. And so, uh, they put a sticker on our car while we were visiting Ray. Yes. So, but they didn't realize that we had extra. Extra. Yeah. So just so happened that I had a screwdriver. Yep. In the back of your car. Yes. And a cross connection license frame. 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 Mm -hmm. And so we bolted it on the back of Ray's car and it was on there for what? Five, six months. Oh, oh, quite a while until we sent him a picture showing that it was on there. It was actually, we were at the pastor's conference. Pastor's conference. And Ray's Jeep had that on there. It was great. You know, we might need to just go do that again. Why not? I think they support us. We love them. They they love us. Good people. Ray's a good guy. So, so yeah, get your cross connection bumper window sticker at the connection point. Or your license plate frame. We got them. They are free. You don't need to pay right. for it. Now, uh, if you drive like a Pentecostal, you're it's a horrible driver. Fine. You think so? Yeah, perfectly fine. All right. I was going to say, we'll get them a, we can not, get them a Maranatha bumper it's sticker. It's not the unforgivable sin. No, it no. isn't? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, But see, if you do cut somebody off and they get upset, they'll go, well, I know where to find that guy. And they'll come to Cross Connection and, and then, get saved. Oh, okay. It's, right. one, it's, a, it's a form of evangelism. Okay. Maybe not the there best you go. form Your of evangelism. Your bad driving is right. our, our 
plan of salvation. Right. It's not the best plan, but it's it's a plan. I like it. Yeah. You know, one thing I do like about our decal, mm. it, our logo, it looks like a target. <laughs> you shouldn't say such things. It looks like a target. It's got crosshairs. So anyway, it does. Just it does. That yeah. out, so, okay. It reminds you of looking yeah. through the barrel of your, uh, or through the uh, vortex optics. There you go. Yes. I like vortex Being optics. Steve Rennell. Okay. Speaking of Steve Rennell. Yeah. I was watching a the meat eater? Rinella. Rinella. Rinella yeah, or Rinella? Well, he says Rinella, I think. Yeah. So I was he watching a video of him last night, and he was talking about when uh, he got trichinosis. Did you know about this? No. He and his buddies, they, uh, they took out a, a black bear, and they didn't cook it all the way. Ooh. And he and seven of his friends came down with trichinosis. That's not good. No. Wow. Crazy. That's one way to lose a little weight. Okay. Yeah. Not a good way. So... Um, Okay, in Revelation 17, Ooh. we're back. We got the Revelation people. These ones keep coming. They keep coming. Okay. What do you think? Think Mystery Babylon is. Mm. On Sunday, you mentioned the fastest growing religious group are the nuns. Mm-hmm. And your explanation of deconversion got mm. me to thinking about Mystery Babylon in our current culture and wondering if there was a correlation between the belief system this belief system and the deconversion issue and the religion quote of the nuns. Okay. I don't necessarily think that there's a direct connection between mystery Babylon and revelation 17 and deconversions in our current culture. Um, I tend to agree with kind of the consensus view among those who hold a premillennial eschatology that mystery Babylon is an anti-Christ anti-God religious system at work in the world you know, both now and especially at the time just before Christ comes. And uh, so you might see some connection to any Antichrist ideology. It's Apple. No, it's not Apple. Apple is... Well, I wouldn't say it's totally of the Lord, but it's almost. It's it's got to be. Somewhere. Mark my words. Mark your words. Apple. I helped bring you to the truth by getting you away from that Microsoft hideous monstrosity. I mean, I'm used using to have. these hippie computers and hippie phones. Hippie you guys computers. Have. These things are. I man, brought you into the, the modern fold. era. Yeah. I helped you to see the light. Yeah. Got you an iPad. Got you an iPhone. Got you a MacBook Air. Life is so much better than you were on that. Oh yeah. That I get, it's dead, great. lost Hewlett Packard trash. Oh man. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you mark my words. YouTube, Apple, they'll they'll all be pulling all Christian content off one day. You know that's Those, that's actually probably not beast. too far from the truth. They are the beast. Them yeah. in Disneyland, but that's another story. Right now though, in they Disney. right now though they distribute our podcast. So rock on, Apple. I'm just saying when you're when your sign is an apple with a bite taken out of it. You're reading way too much into that. No. Oh, really? Where, where did that come from, per you're adventure? Reading, you're reading way yeah. too much into yeah. that. Yeah, like if I had my middle finger sticking bah. up at you right now, bah. if I was giving you my middle finger, what would you say? Bah. What would you no. say? You're no. still number one? I'm pointing to Jesus? No, you would think something. No. So anyway, no. all right, all right. That's not what it anyway, means. It has nothing to do with be, Genesis yeah. 3. Yeah. Back to the question. Okay. Mystery Babylon. Okay. Um, Mr. Wee Babylon. I don't know. Did I mention, did I answer that? Um, yes, I don't, you did. Yeah, I guess I did. I, I don't think it's, it's not the same to thing. the deconversion thing. But any, uh, any same ideology. Same spirit, kind of, though. I mean, any, ish. Any ideology, anti-Christ, anti-God ideology, could be could fall under the classif- classification of uh, the, the religion of this world. Mystery Babylon is kind of the spiritual yeah. control of, of the world. So Jesus is going one way, it's going another. Mm. So... 
Not the same way I'm going. I'm nope. going with Jesus. So, whatever you call it. Nuns. Not good. Yeah. You're too, you're too young to know the flying nuns, Sally Field, huh? Don't know that at all. You should totally check out the, no, the flying nun. No, I feel nun. like I'm probably doing pretty good without knowing that one. No, the flying nun was a good show. Sally Fields, before Burt Reynolds, she, would fl- she could fly. She was a nun that could that, fly. That doesn't sound good at all. Number was, six. The habit was like a wing. Oh, it goodness was cool. Gracious. Is that what the is that what the hat's called? The habit? Uh, I think the whole outfit. Oh, the outfit. Is, the, yeah. the, all I know was the hat was aerodynamic. All Number right. Six. Anyway, <laughs> our older listeners will appreciate that, Miles. Uh, okay. Yes, yes, Number yes. six. What happens to people around the world with no access to gospel? To the gospel. The I gospel. assume like, we we talked about this. Yeah, a long time ago. Episode twenty-seven at forty-seven minutes. There you I, go. I went and checked back just to make sure. So for whoever asked this question, go back to episode twenty-seven, forty-seven minutes. We go into this in depth. Uh, but I think to kind of summarize what we said, we believe that God will deal justly according to His mercy, and on account of what people know, you know, or are able to know. Because the question at, on uh, episode 27 was the question about what about little children who die or right. the child that, uh, or, or the person that has a disability, a mental disability. So we think that God deals with people in a righteous and just way based on what God said to, or what Abraham asks God in Genesis chapter 18, shall not the judge of all the earth do right. So we believe that God is a just and righteous judge. So he's going he's gonna to judge according to perfect righteous judgment and He's going to do it all in accordance with his merciful nature. God is merciful. Mm-hmm. As he reveals himself in Exodus 34, the Lord, the Lord God, first thing he says about himself is merciful. So that's, that's good or else we wouldn't yeah. be here. And then I think that he deals with people according to what they know or don't know or cannot know. And um, so it's possible that there's going to be some people in heaven that uh, we will be surprised that they're in heaven. And there may be some people that aren't in heaven that we are surprised that they are not in heaven. Yeah. Still through Jesus. Yeah. There was a big discussion in a theology class that Garrett and I are in right now on this very topic about whether or not people Really? Nobody called me to weigh in. I wonder why. You're not in the class. Oh, okay. Sorry. Call me when you have no class. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, the discussion about can God reveal himself to an individual apart from the direct preaching of the gospel in a way that could bring salvation. Absolutely. I see. I think so, too. But this has actually been a very long discussion in, in Christian theology circles going back centuries. You know, there's a lot of people that don't think that God can do that. Too. So, um, so you know, there's different views of what is what revelation. What about the Old Testament Well, stuff? that's that's yeah, exactly I mean, where I go. Yeah. I mean, but so so there's the difference between general revelation, the, God, the heavens declare the glory of God, the earth shows forth his handiwork, where we can see God through creation and through consciousness and conscience, that God reveals himself, that there is a God through those things. So that's general revelation. Then special revelation is where God speaks to an individual in a language that they can comprehend and understand. Yeah. So this is like prophecy, uh, visions, and you know a word of knowledge, these sort of things. So that's special revelation. And you know, you read the Old Testament, it seems that God is able through special revelation to reveal himself to people in a salvific way for salvation, apart from the direct preaching of the gospel. So the question is, can God still do that today? And I contend that I think he probably can. I think he did last week. Really? You know something specifically, or are you just saying that it happened? No, I, it, I think it happens all the time. Right. And I mean, you have those people on the one end, which I'm not about when they're like, oh, the Lord told me. Right, 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 right. We have those people. That's not cool. Well, people get worried when we start to talk about this, that this is going to diminish the, the 
compulsion to go evangelize and preach the gospel, which I don't agree with. I mean, no, but there's I mean, billions of people who need to hear the, the other gospel. day. I had uh, one of a part of our, you know, our farm team out there uh, who's doing a good work in a school, and there was some question about would they be able to do this work at a certain school, and uh, because the administration was a little leery, and so they sent in a prayer request to my wife on her phone, and she read it to me. And immediately, as I began to pray, uh, the scriptures started to come back. I know we have one in Proverbs. There was another one, gosh, the reference escapes me about bringing a gift, how a gift makes a way for the giver, uh, even a bribe. And uh, it wasn't a real bribe. It was a coffee bribe. But uh, I was very specifically, I shared those two uh, scriptures with the person and said, go sit down with these people, bring them some coffee. And I believe this is what the Lord wants you to do. And she did it obediently. And I just heard back that it happened. They let let us do our deal, our ministry at the school. But that way God spoke to me in that situation was through the word. I was able to... So we would call that probably a word of knowledge. A word so of knowledge. So the Spirit of God is bringing to mind. But what we're talking about here necessarily is a person who has no access to the Bible, no access to the gospel, no access to a missionary. Oh, that's different. They're an yeah. unreached person. Yeah, 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 person. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just talking about God situation. speaking to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so the question would be, though... Because you were place... talking about, does God... They were talking about without... No, I'm saying, can God reveal himself in a salvific way? So a way that brings salvation oh, apart okay. from oh, the direct and preaching a salvi- of the gospel. I didn't hear salvific. Right, okay. sorry, sorry. Yeah, in a way that brings the go- the salvation. So, salvific. So the... Don't we have a salvific gland? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I've heard that name before. No. Anyway, so uh, that has, they're, they're not connected at all. But like, so for example, uh, people in some pre- predominantly Muslim nations where there is no gospel, you know. Oh, people are having these crazy people dreams have visions about Jesus. And dreams and they come to faith First in hand. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like Abraham. It's going God on. God revealed himself. Don't put God in the lead box, bro. It does not mean that salvation comes apart from Jesus. Jesus is the only way of salvation. His death on the cross is right, the only sacrifice. Right, but these dreams sacrifice. and all these things are revealing Jesus right, to these yeah, people. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, supernaturally. So, yeah. Okay. I think we got to be really careful here in Western culture and civilization. We got it all figured out, right? Well, I think we've got to be really careful that we don't discount the supernatural. I think mm, the church... We do, we do that. That's God's for sure. church needs to be more supernatural. Yes. I think we do, in a way that's in accordance with Scripture. Right. But we, I think we need to be more supernatural. So I'm not afraid of it. Yes. Let's do this. Okay, so... Um, yeah. No access to the gospel. So God's God's character would seem to indicate uh, and his track record and what he says about himself and what others say about him uh, would tend to say that, yes, that person has a way to have salvation. They'll be judged uh, in a way that is righteous and merciful and good. Better than me. Oh, I hear sirens. Okay. Escondido's finest. What is the church's strategy to fight deconversion in the community? Preach the gospel. And encourage other people who are Christians to fulfill the Great Commission. Because if we are preaching the gospel and fulfilling the Great Commission, then people are going to be getting saved, and hopefully conversions are outnumbering deconversions. And I'd also say not doing dumb stuff to make Jesus look bad or saying dumb stuff to make Jesus look bad is always a good plan, too. I mean, there's on that the passage. Defense. There's that passage in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 11, the Hall of Faith, where it's talking about Abraham and Sarah that they searched for they sought for a city that hath foundations that's builder and maker is God and it says 
Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, which implies that there might be some where God, like... Might be ashamed of them. Yeah. Someone yeah. says, well, I'm a Christian, and God is up in heaven, like, smacking himself on the forehead, going, oh. Oi, vase me. Oi, vey. Oh, Meshugana. Yeah, that guy's a Meshugi. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, 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 we're, yeah, we're saying that word just Dorothy's for Dorothy. Dorothy's teaching us some new words. Yeah, some some new Yiddish. I hope those aren't Yiddish cuts words. No, it, means, want to be... it means, like... Crazy. Oh, okay. she said. Oh, okay. you and me I'll on take the show. That. We were mashugi. I'll take that. I'll take us. That. I'll we, own it. I don't know. Let Maybe your... that's going to be our secret word for the weekend. Mashugi. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There for you sure. go. <laughs> She'll be happy that she got that one in there. Let your light so shine before men. Men seeing your good works would give glory to your Father in heaven. Oh, that's a good way to fight deconversion. Yeah. So, do some amazing stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Be a good person. But you Let know, God's also... light shine. Through you, and that's going to fight deconversion. And what I brought up on Sunday, I think, is is valid. Like John, two thousand years ago, when he's writing Second John, is dealing with the problem of deconversion back then as well. So this is not new. I mean, the fact that there are seeds that don't bear fruit. I mean, read the parable. Many of shall sower. fall away on my for my name's sake. Yeah, that's, it says that's challenging. So yeah, mm. I mean, when it gets real. Yes. So we have another deconversion question, number ooh, eight. Ocho. What is the difference between backslide and deconversion? You have any thoughts on this? Well, they're, it's kind of nomenclature. I yeah, mean, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty pretty much the thing. Yeah, so I'd say there's not a huge difference. No. Although maybe maybe there's a difference in degree. Like the person that is deconverted, fallen away, they started off by backsliding. Right. So, And some of these things just reek of, um, I don't know, profit or fame. Because uh-huh. I mean, you know, what, why do you need to tweet that you've decon, you, you're deconverting? Why does anybody need to know that, right? But for some reason, people want to tweet that and blog it and do this and that. So it kind of reeks of, like, I, you know, just deconvert and be quiet. But that's not happening. Okay. You know, better don't don't deconvert and come talk to your pastor. But anyway, so. Don't deconvert, man. You know, this was going to be my guerrilla marketing campaign for the church. We'll probably get in trouble for yeah. having this on here. You know what? Don't stop believing, man. Have you ever listened? The words of this song isn't great, by the way. Yeah. Just just the line, don't stop believing. Yeah. So my idea was to go to all the stop signs in town <laughs> and put don't and believe in at the bottom. Yeah. Cross Connection Church. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be cool. I wonder how much trouble we get in. Well, it'd have to be something that didn't damage the sign. Yeah. But uh, this is probably and, and breaking you, some sort of copyright laws. Yeah. Right? And then you'd have to paint all the signs orange, too, which would be probably. Oh, that would be awesome. There's probably some sort of coating we could just put over that changes the red. Hey, I had a thought. Hmm. Going back to our parable question. Yeah. You know how they have, like, talk like a pirate day? Uh huh. And I remember you sometimes when we would go out with my friends, we'd have like talking King James only day. You're crazy. We should totally have talk in parable day. Huh. You have heard that it has been said. Anyways. Talk, talk in a parable day. Yeah, it's coming up. It's going to be huge. So we're going to make parables great again. Thank you for Who bringing back the, the, this journey. journey. That's Come right. on, dude! Really? What, what were you? Where were you born? In like what? Nineteen seventy-nine. Seventy-nine? Yeah. Oh yeah, you were like three. 
No, 79. This song probably came out in 80. You'd love that. When's he say don't stop believing? You know, and you've just proven another thing. What? White men can't, can't dance. dance. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you were having a seizure over there pretty or much, what that pretty much. was. It was. It's the Diet Coke. Man. Okay. It's is that what it was? Coke. There uh-huh. was something that was, yeah, like worms Onward. and hot Are we ashes? on number, yes. Uh, number, yeah, so don't okay. stop believing. Yeah, don't stop believing, okay? So. Number nine, last one. Gosh. When unsafe friends and family members make it clear, I don't want you talking about no Jesus, that they do not want to hear about Christ aren't comfortable when we say grace or pray in their presence, have no interest in attending church, etc. Does a Christian continue asking and inviting or avoid these subjects so as not to violate boundaries? Or? Oh, the, or with a question. Or? Question mark. Or. So you're kind of leading us into an answer here. I got some thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on this? Beat the gospel into him. Yeah, no. man, I ain't going to stop talking about Jesus. Don't stop believing. And I ain't going to stop talk, uh, Stop praying. Yeah, I think sometimes... My favorite is when you're in those situations, just go, hey, Evangeline, you want to pray for dinner tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody's going to tell a kid they can't pray. That's right. What kind of a Philistine dog would do that? <laughs> right? Like, what are you, yeah. knucklehead? Let the kid pray. So no. what if you make them uncomfortable? I mean, you don't, you don't have to be a jerk to people, but... Yeah. I think okay. I, let's let's frame this though in All our right, experiences. Let's okay? Let's frame this. Typically, uh-huh. when somebody is that vocal about, oh, I've I don't never like had this. Pers- a person be that vocal. Have well, you? that's because we're not bozos. Yeah, true. We know we're not true. push and not push. But I mean, okay, that's true. If you push somebody and you push, All right, and push now, and push. Now I'm thinking of a person. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm thinking mm-hmm. of a couple of people, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then maybe your testimony. God is ashamed to be called their God. Yes, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. maybe your testimony. Is not exactly Yeah, if you don't a have light. a consistent way of life where it's like, it makes sense that this person wants to pray. Like, I mean, we yeah. all know the recovered smoker who's, you know, leading an evangelistic tour against smoking and, you know, all that. But they're maybe not the best spokesperson. So I think you got you to gotta do a couple things. One, I think you need to examine what has been my interaction. What is my testimony to these people? Have I been kind? Have I been loving? Have I been loving stable i mean is my relationship with my husband or my wife good or my kids good all those things as do you be for them is there anything in your life that they would look at you and go man you just have nothing together you're a total train wreck why would i believe in jesus because of your testimony um have you hit them over the head with the gospel again and again and again and again um i mean there there's a lot of things that can push people away from the lord i think ultimately if you are praying for these people, if you're kind to these people, if you are, your testimony, your witness, your example is one that is godly and upright and just, um, you know, that's a hard thing to argue against is if your life represents Christ. And if your life is, you're just getting it together with Jesus and your life Maybe hasn't represented Christ to these people in the past. Maybe you just need to back down a little bit and just let the Holy Spirit do his work and and pray for them and and, uh, be receptive to them. And I'll say, you know, I've had some hard cases out there, and I think you have too, of family members. And you just, you live this life, you pray for them, and you don't give up on them. And I'll tell you, God will send something compelling their way. And if you're the believer in their life and you are trusted uh, 
and you've been set a good example, they will come to you and you will have an opportunity to lead them to Christ. And I would say more than not, that is usually how it works. Thoughts, Pastor De Benedictus. I am in agreement. Your life has to be such that when you do say, hey, uh, we're going to pray for dinner tonight, or when you start to talk about the Lord, that there is a consistency in the way that you have been living, that there there's not a hypocrisy there. Right. Because uh, I think one of the things that people revolt against, well, clearly what they revolt against, is when they see hypocrisy. It's like, yeah, you pretend to be a Christian in this situation, but I, I see the way you treat your family, and I see the way that you work at work, and all those sorts of things, and then you want to pretend to be all high and mighty and a Christian when it suits you, or it looks good, but no, you gotta, you got to walk the walk at all times. Right. And so, I, I mean, I've hung out with some pretty rough characters over the years. I can uh, tell. And been able to pray for them and be an example of them. Some, I had a guy just not a Christian, ask me if I do his wedding because he's intrigued by what's going on in, in my life and my relationship with my kids and my wife and things like that. And so he sees something there he wants. And uh, so I think just set an example. And I'm not perfect by any, gosh, woo, just ask my wife. Pretty close. Well, I mean, when you're this humble, Depending on the standard, you know, you, yeah, you base the true. standard wherever. You I don't do the sliding scale of, you know, yeah. next day. We, we grade on a curve. and we, Where uh, are you on a scale of, you know, made a... Uh, we you know, throw out the top grade and we grade on a curve. Yeah, it's all good. So, well, we have come to the end of our questions. It's have a we come thing. to the end of our rainbow? Never. Wow. Because we still haven't found the pot of gold. Are we doing a podcast next week? Next week, yes. And then there could be three weeks with no podcast because you're gone. There'll two be weeks two. with no podcast. Two, two without a potentially. Yeah. You know, you could leave unless this. unless our friends send in so many questions that we can record three episodes next week and just get them ready. We could, or we you could. could just leave all this equipment with a code, and I could just John Wayne it. I'd have to teach you how to use all this and then upload it and do the whole thing. Teach Nick. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to put in the hard work of sitting in the chair and talking. And drinking a cold beverage, cold water. Yes. I should say cold water. water, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> when I say beverage, it doesn't quite sound right. It sounds like adult <laughs> beverage, which is... No, the, no we, not here. We don't drink here at Cross Connection. So, Anyway, so... Uh, here in Miles' office, we don't. Anyway. So no. um, the the secret word for this week is mashugi. Mashugi. Mashugi yeah. or mashugi. Mashugana is a, a Yiddish word... For uh, knucklehead, basically. Like basically idiot. Yeah, don't be a mashugana. Yeah. Mashugi. Mashugi, yeah. All right. Well, God bless y'all, and we'll see you on Sunday. Adios. Wow.